0: The wise chameleon approach Dealing with the different stages of parenthood Children apparently go through different stages of life quickly Beyond anybody's awareness or realizations So most of the times Parents and caretakers are confused about those behaviors And even more so For parents with an only child, they are in for a surprise each time they would want to deal with an issue the same old way over the years. Again, for parents who have prior experience with an older child and equally for teachers or educators dealing with kids of all age groups across schools and classrooms, this usually does not come as a surprise. But still, they too falter many times as children have their own naive and innocently diplomatic ways of taking them by surprise and, in fact, giving them shockers. And inexperienced parents and educators can just imagine how much they are going to be in for those moments of shockers and surprises saving the best for the last in this phrase so what can parents do are there any prepared and proven ways of dealing with the ever-changing personalities of their kids let's find out let's learn about the six stages of parenthood that parents and educators or caregivers go through in the stages of a child's life. As children grow and develop, the parenting styles associated with them also differs at every single stage. And it holds true for parents as individuals since they too evolve and grow over the years along with their children. Noted researcher Ellen Galinsky conducted extensive interviews with 228 parents of the 396 children coming from across various backgrounds in terms of their marital status, religious backgrounds, ethnic, racial, and socioeconomic backgrounds, and presented her findings in a book titled The Six Stages of Parenthood. By learning about these stages, parents, educators and those who work with kids are able to gain some insights about dealing with parental issues and concerns. Many parents and educators might have to wear the different hats of parenthood during the course of a single day when they are caring for more than one child. So let's go through the six different stages of parenthood. Stage 1. Image-making. According to researcher Ellen Galinsky, parents begin to shape their role as parents long before the child is born. They contrive images of the birth of the child and their role in nurturing that child. Galinsky stresses that this imaginary or imagination of what lies ahead is a lifelong process. Parents begin to imagine the next phase of the childhood and their corresponding parenting associated with it and as they move through the different stages they orient themselves to prepare for the next stage mentally and they align their parenting styles to the contrived images and eventually change their behaviours. Galinsky's interviews reveal that people eventually do change after initially resisting the transformation. But nobody can deny that the experience of parenting itself is naturally transitive. Stage 2 Nurturing this stage is from birth to somewhere around 18 months to two years when the child begins to say no and starts developing preferences parents still see themselves as the nurturers of the baby that was born or like that of the just born infant while the parent a much older baby. There might or might not be discrepancies but it is up to the parents to figure out how to resolve differences. They might do so by getting to know more about the child's wants and needs now that the child needs a slightly different kind of attention. Stage 3 Authority. This stage of authority is approximately from the child's second to the fourth or the fifth year. This is a stage where parents decide what kind of authority they have to exercise in terms of setting of the rules and expectations, then enforcing them and eventually deciding what happens when the rules are broken. The theme of control versus the lack of control peaks and reaches a predominant stage. Parents in this stage of authority are very much attached to the child undoubtedly, but they face an uphill task of accepting the fact that they have to be authoritative when they encounter a child that is much different than themselves. Most parents have an image of being a perfect parent, armed with the knowledge of handling and managing their children. They are quite confident of using that knowledge to display a textbook style of unconditional love for the children, still inculcating discipline in them. And being unlike anything in the way they themselves were raised. They are quite sure they are going to do a good job much different from the job done by their parents when they raised the parents. They might have those strong feelings that children will always stay the same with them no matter what they do. By all means, if images like these work parents can always be sure that they are going to be manageable and they can be happy knowing this and practices can always be kept but if they don't they can be revised in order to reduce friction and bring harmony in the parent-child relationships no matter what parents do still problems are inevitable because there are problems which are beyond anybody's control so it's a good idea to address the problems as they arise and for parents what does this mean it means developing those skills to exercise the authority appropriately wherever required at the same time not losing those lovable connections with the child. Stage 4. Interpretive stage of parenting. This period generally encompasses the elementary school years until the approach of adolescence and as the child enters the kindergarten or the first grade, parents are nudged. To review their own images of parenthood and they are prompted to self-evaluate and become more realistic about their relationship with their kids also parents and children can self-evaluate and mutually evaluate each other and reconcile the difference in their opinions also the evaluations of the child can be based on what the other people think of the child, like the teachers and friends and caretakers. All these evaluations must be reconciled with the child's self-concept. So being connected as a parent to the kids, at the same time, acknowledging the different identities of themselves apart from their kids, determines the essence of the interpretive stage. As the child gets older the parent realizes that my child is not me my child is not a miniature version of myself now let's take a look at some tasks in the interpretive stage that parents have to accomplish to determine their parental decisions and these tasks are called as subtasks number one deciding what kind of life they want to and can afford to provide the child this means that parents have to learn when to say yes and when to say no for the child's requests of new toys new clothes sporting gears etc number two deciding Deciding how to interpret facts, skills, and experiences to their children when the children asks questions falls under the realm of the parents. For example, interpreting to the child the meaning of bad dreams and interpreting about the person that the child doesn't like or whom the child considers as mean or meaning of words like incest or rape in response to child's questions or explaining why some people are unkind to animals, etc. Amidst these interpretations, parents are equally listening to the child's point of view. Number 3. Deciding the behavior of children with respect to manners, the disciplines in the routine life, etc fall under the purview of the parents interpretive stage number four deciding how much parents are going to be involved in the lives of the children both at home and away from home this is also keeping in mind for the parents and as individuals and to have free time for themselves or time for their work and time with each other or the other parent or time with any other people. Number five, deciding when and how much to step in to do things with one's children. Number six, deciding when to let go or when to encourage children to do things independently. Number seven deciding how involved to become in the lives of the other significant people and this is with respect to the children and also how children interact with other children and other adults apart from their own lives eight deciding how to define the changing relationship between the parent and the child. As children grow, the physical proximities of holding, hugging, cuddling, kissing should be decided and interpreted by the parent. As parents wrestle with all these decisions, Galinsky emphasizes that Parents in the interpretive stage must involve themselves in the taste or in the task of redefining the authority relationship. As children attain mastery over their reasoning skills, they expect natural rational responses from the parents, and when the parent is handling multiple kids, it becomes hard to get in and out dealing with the different stages of kids. And even more so when the kids are in conflict with each other. So, parents have to come up with ways of problem solving about family spats, sibling rivalry, competitions, accusations, turn offs, etc. During the interpretive stage, parents have no choice but to respond to the various questions of their children with equal ease. And this gets them thinking about their own belief systems, their own values, and their own interpretations. It also causes them to garner their own systems of reference and viewpoints in order to translate it to their children, which in itself is a demanding and challenging process for all the parents going through this stage. Because none of the parents are sure or certain about their own ways of functioning and still when the parents can confidently say that their system or their approach, approaches to problem solving is the right way still it cannot be guaranteed of the flaws stage five the interdependent stage this stage spans the teenage years of the child issues that were predominant in the authority stage shows up as being prominent again parents are in for shockers as the child moves into the teenage years the behavior the dress choices attitudes towards the opposite sex the bodily and hormonal changes all become apparent during this stage. These changes are very dramatic and makes the pa- parents feel awkward, overwhelmed and sometimes hurtful by the child's indifferent attitudes. They begin to feel insecure and incapable and doubt if they themselves can handle the teenage kids so well. And more so in today's world of gadgets and technology parents are much more worried about the vulnerabilities of the kids so galinsky says there are two important facets that parents must concentrate on as they redefine the authoritative relationship that is number one communicating with teenagers and Number two, setting limits and giving the teenagers some much needed guidance. To handle these areas, parents must reevaluate and reassess their own standards and their expectations from their teenage children. Parents must understand that their teenage child is on to establishing a separate identity for himself or herself and that he or she has to move away from the umbrella of the parents and parents should be ready with accepting this back and forth of the closeness and the separatedness with the teenager. So the major task in this interdependent stage is about redefining the parent-child relationship. There are also some related subtasks for parents in this interdependent stage. Number one, reimagining, reimagining the image of their child to align to the present reality of who the child is becoming and redefining the images that aren't working. Doing this, parents can reorient themselves to suit the interpretative stage of parenthood this interpretative stage realization is with themselves and equally with the interdependent stage of their teenage children number two getting an in-depth view on the stages of adolescence to foster better understanding of the kids Doing this can train a parent and help them learn about all the issues of adolescence. Number three, getting rid of older ways of communicating and developing new ways of effective communication. Number four, actively responding to teenagers actions and inactions, and this is done by setting limits and providing guidance to the teenagers. Number five, arriving at an understanding with teenagers in the areas of decision-making controls, enforcement of those decisions, the future plans, the teenagers interactions with outside people, issues about using substances and issues about sexual encounters, and eventually managing of finances and handling financial troubles. Number six, ultimately finding ways of creating long lasting bonds with an almost grown up child goes a long way in sailing along the interdependent stage with their teenager. The final stage is the stage of the departure. The time's finally there. When parents prepare to experience their empty nest syndrome, it's an overwhelming feeling. By the end of all these years of parenting, parents can sit back and reevaluate their roles in having taken stock of their overall success and failures of parenting. Parents form images of reunions and get-togethers with their children now that their children move on to their own lives of independence. The departure stage makes parents realize their longing to stay connected with their kids and they try hard to look for ways of making their kids stay connected with them, often through helping them out find solutions without being too controlling, or actively looking for ways and excuses to stay in touch through holiday celebrations, events, get-togethers, etc. Parents also learn to accept their grown-up kids' separate identity and also armed with the realization that to accept this separatedness implies new beginnings and new connections with their child which completes their parenting cycle to the way it was when they for the first or the very first time had welcomed their baby to the world.